Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, here we go again, once more with feeling. Really, the junior doctors have joined the queue of health workers with a gov grudge and are going on strike next month. They know how to do it. They did it in 2016. At the time, their beef was principally about weekend working. In October of that year, in my e-letter of the 29th, I tried to summarise what's what. The then Health Secretary, now Chancellor Jeremy Hunt, had said he wanted, quote, England to be the first nation in the world to provide a truly seven-day NHS with hospitals properly staffed so the quality of care is the same every day of the week. He cited Salford Hospital, who were pretty much doing it. Getting on for eight years later, it still isn't the same each day of the week. Staffing and funding the terrible twins that defeat most management changes were once again responsible. I wrote at the time, quote, doing it, that seven day working across the NHS will require a realignment of junior doctors hours and a redistribution of the salary budget. And as a nurse pointed out, we don't get paid for extra weekends. So why should the doctors? Uh, that was a tricky, embarrassing question to be asked at the time. The junior doctors balloted, went on strike, and it was a curious affair. The strike passed uneventfully and the press interest waned. The hidden damage was to the waiting lists. By the end of the dispute, over 101,000 outpatient appointments were cancelled, plus the knock-on effect on elective lists. The Patient Association was all but silent, as they are today. Their president, Robert Francis, safe staffing recommendations sidelined. The doctors' claims that their hours were extended and their pay cut were patently not true, and in the end, Hunt imposed the new contract and the aggro fizzled out. The patients were the losers. This time, the strike is easier to understand, and not an archaic argy-bargy over a complicated contract, just a plain and simple more money. The junior doctors are looking for a 26% uplift. Their beef is encapsulated in a short film that I linked to in today's e-letter, where a grumpy-looking young man does his best to sound determined and sinister, and it's the usual, they've made us do it, it's the only way, blah, blah. I felt compelled to point out that the polemic made no mention of the patients, only to be reminded on Twitter by somebody called Dr. Qureshi that the BMA was a union and not a patient safety service. Well... The General Medical Council remind doctors that whilst they may take part in legal in a legal strike, they must make the care of your patient your first concern. Not according to Dr. Qureshi and his mates who's shoving the responsibility onto consultants. They might do well to have a look at the BMA's guidance and makes the point consultants have no obligation to act down. The BMA says it's all up to the employee to sort the mess out. How? Well, the BMA say the only feasible way is for your employer to cancel almost all elective care provide prior to, during and after the junior doctor's action. Well, they're right. It is the only option. And in 72 hours of this strike, probably 200,000 patients will take the hit again. I wonder, doctors, instead of unleashing their discontent on the luckless, luckless patients and trusts, neither of whom have any power to increase a doctor's wages, they might ask if the value of their pay was so badly stagnated, why have the BMA been asleep at the wheel and allowed it to happen? The junior doctor's beef is really with a failing trades union. 
Structural failings in workforce planning in the NHS, political choices and poor representation are not something to punish patients for. Moral and ethical codes are concepts we choose to live by, mostly derived from our religious beliefs, our upbringing and experiences. It can be argued deliberate damage to another human being is an offence in law, to deny treatment from those who need it and who have paid for it from their taxes might be regarded as aggravated robbery. Rules and guidance about strikes is man-made by organisations who manufacture their own moral codes to suit themselves. In the case of the BMA, the RCN and their regulating bodies, codes and guidance are contradictory and fail in, in, fail in practicality and at any level of ethical challenge. But if you're a striking doctor, that's okay. A couple of hundred thousand patients can take the hit. Thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye.